Welcome to the Somos Church Podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio and Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. Happy, happy Sunday. Aren't you glad to be at church this beautiful Sunday, uh, October? Can you believe that? We're already here. Uh, someone excited for October, for the fall. Holidays are around the corner. Uh, the nice weather is around us. And some people love uh, pumpkin spice lattes, which I don't get it, right? But uh, good for you, right? But hey, we're super, we're super glad that you're here, honestly. Uh, you came to the right Sunday uh, for many reasons, but one of them is that we're starring this brand new series called Supernatural. Uh, can you say it with me, Supernatural? Have you ever had a supernatural experience? Anyone, by a show of hands. A scary experience, maybe? Like, or you had someone telling you about their supernatural experience? It, it's so interesting, right? Supernatural things, I, I believe that, that they mark you, right? If you've ever had one of those. I believe that they intrigue you if someone around you has a supernatural experience. I, I don't know if you ever, maybe when you were growing up, you had that moment where you had the uncle or the grandparent that would tell you scary stories. You know, it's like you were always looking for him like, hey, come on, can you tell us a story? And it's so interesting when someone tells you about a supernatural experience. Like you're intrigued by it, right? Like there's a unique silence in the room. Everyone leans in and, and there's like an attentive quietness. There's something about us that draw us into the supernatural. You know, so this week as we're starting, this is intro Sunday. Uh, let's define supernatural, okay? So supernatural is the manifestation or event attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. I would add that things that are beyond our logic or our reasoning, out of the ordinary, out of nature. I don't know what it is about us people that we are drawn to the supernatural. And when I say supernatural, I mean like all things supernatural, scary stories and all that. But even when you, when you think about it, I'm fascinating to see the whole like superhero industry too. You know, like I, I am not a big, sorry, don't judge me. I know I might lose half of the audience, but I am not like a, a superhero guy, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, whenever I've gone to the movie theaters, like that's all there is now. Like, man, it's crazy. The whole superhero industry is worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. It, it's interesting to me to see how people are fascinated by the supernatural, by the fantasy world, things that are out of the ordinary. It's interesting to me, right? Gaming and gamers in the house. No, you're like, I don't know if to say yay or no. But, but we're fascinated, right, by, by things that are out of nature. Where are my conspiracy theorists at? Anyone? You're like, to some are conspiracy theories, for me, they're reality, right? <laughs> There's something that draw us into their supernatural. You know, the Bible talks about how God created us 
in his own image. God created you in the image of God. I believe that we're drawn into the supernatural because we are supernatural. Just think about this for a second. God created you, say me, yeah, you, in his image. Think about the capabilities that God gave you. The abilities that your brain has. The the abilities that you have to imagine, to create, to dream, all of those come because God designed you in a supernatural way. You are created in God's image and he has given you the ability to supernaturally create, dream, pioneer, to build, to love, to do the impossible in your life. It is breathtaking. I love that God doesn't only give us these abilities, but he also give us responsibilities with those, right? Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, God bless Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the road. God gave us a command to be fruitful, to multiply. God designed the, the, the earth, right? God gave us an environment for us to come and for us to dream and to create, for us to do the impossible. Just think about what humans have been able to do in thousands of years. From Adam and Eve till today, think about the advancement of technology, planes. I mean, I thank God for cars. Can you imagine? I sound so lazy right now. But can you imagine if we had to walk everywhere? Like, that would be intense. Thank God for the engineers and the architects of the world. Like, it's beautiful to think about the abilities God has given to us. What I'm trying to say today and throughout this series is that we are fascinated and we're drawn to the supernatural without realizing that God gave us and God created us supernaturally to live supernatural lives, to make a supernatural difference in this world. You are supernatural. Come on, can you tell your neighbor you're supernatural? Single people, this is your this is your one shot today. You are supernatural, right? <laughs> How did we meet? Supernatural series, almost church. You know, there's you're supernatural. There's so many things that you have lived in your life that are out of the ordinary. There's so many things that you have lived that make no sense. Come on, you're quiet, right? You have lived crazy things in your life. You have lived a lot of stuff that makes no sense that you lived, but you're supernatural. And God created you in a supernatural way. God has a plan and a purpose for you and for all the things that you have gone through. You're supernatural. Think about the things that you have gone through that should have destroyed you. The things that you have gone through should have destroyed you for good. 
and you're here today. Come on, say with me, supernatural. Th think about those things that, that the pain, the, the hurtful things that you have endured in your life. And sure, you have some scars, but they didn't kill you. You're still here today. Come on, say with me, supernatural. supernatural. There, there's things that, that hurt you and they, they, they broke you in some areas, but you still healed up and you are still standing today say supernatural. supernatural think about the circumstances that you have faced think about the circumstances that you are facing today and they are making you stronger everything that you have endured God has a plan for every single thing that you have gone through and that you are going through I I know that you are going through some things and circumstances right now and you don't know how you're going to get out of certain funks, out of certain patterns, out of certain addictions. But can I remind you today that God made you in a supernatural way with supernatural abilities to not only endure your circumstances, but he placed all of those abilities for you to overcome everything that comes your way. Come on, say supernatural. 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 God created you supernatural to do supernatural things. Just, just think about the way that you have worked in your life. The way that you have worked through crazy circumstances, crazy things. Think about the way that you have pushed through some intense battles. Think about, you have pushed through hell itself. You have pushed through unbearable things, unbearable storms, unbearable pain, fights, betrayals, and you are here today. You are here today. You've made it thus far because God is supernatural and he's created you with supernatural abilities. God designed you, everything about you, your story, your life, your battles, your storms. Nothing is by accident. Come on, say with me, supernatural. supernatural. God created you with unique abilities. God designed you with unique thinking, with unique perspective, with unique gifts, with a unique life. God has given you a unique story and he has a purpose and a reason for that. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. Can I encourage some boldness in you to read this? I am God's masterpiece. I am God's masterpiece. He has created me anew in Christ Jesus so I can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Maybe you came here today carrying some things, some uncertainty on your shoulders, discouraged. There's some things that are weighting you down. There's some pain points that are really hard right now in your life. Can I just encourage you to take a step back from whatever it is that you're facing? Can you just take a step back and look at your life and realize that your life is God's masterpiece? 
Everything about your life is God's masterpiece. Some of you are like an abstract masterpiece. It's still a masterpiece. Everything, everything about you, it's God's masterpiece. He, he has given you your story. Your story is unique to yourself. Your story is God's masterpiece. And sometimes we look at our lives, we look at our stories, we look at our circumstances, we look at our pain, and we look to people around us and we start wishing washing. I wish I had their life. God, why do I have this story? Why do I have this pain? And we start buying into the lie of the enemy of wanting the story of the person sitting right next to you. And I pray that this hits you in a really beautiful way. But if you were just to ask your neighbor right now, like, you know, can, can we trade stories? You know, I don't know if you would want that. It's so interesting that every single one of us, we kind of wish someone else's story, but God gave you your story, and it's a masterpiece to you. And, and it's so funny to me, because the moment you ask the person sitting next to you, they feel the same way. Why me, God? Why me, God? Can I trade stories? So we are all here, like, trying to exchange stories. No one likes their story, and God is like, I designed your story in a beautiful way. Everything about it is God's masterpiece. Psalms 139 verse 14 says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Come on, tell your spouse, you are complex. Wonderfully complex. You are wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. What, what would happen? What would happen if we, if we just said, God, thank you. Thank you for my story. Thank you for my life. Thank you for the pain. Thank you for the highs. Thank you for the lows. Thank you for the circumstances because it is God's masterpiece. And you have a plan and a purpose for every single thing. You've made it wonderfully complex for a specific reason. God, Thank you. Thank you that you gave me my wife. You gave me my husband. Thank you that you gave me my parents. Thank you that they are complex, but they're wonderful in your eyes. Thank you, God, that I am unique, that I am supernatural, that I am your masterpiece. Thank you that I am your son. Thank you that I am your daughter. Thank you that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Thank you that I have the victory in you, Christ. Thank you that I am the head and not the tail. Come on, can some confidence rise in the inside of you and say thank you that I am leader amongst leaders. Thank you that you have called me. Thank you that you have chosen me. Thank you that you have given me my story and you have anointed me and graced me for my story. Thank you for how you have created me. I pray that this month through this series that we would recognize that we have a supernatural God 
and that we have access to supernatural powers and abilities that God has already deposited on the inside of you. God has already deposited on the inside of you everything that you need to be victorious in your life, anything that you need to succeed in your marriage, in your business, in your finances, in your friendships, in your ministry, in your relationship with God. Everything that you need, you have. Today, as we go into this introduction Sunday, I just want to plain and simple kind of ask, ask the question, respond to the question, how do you get access to that supernatural? And it might, might sound super cheesy, and it is kind of cheesy, but I, I, I prayed for something that was plain and simple for us to understand today. How do we get supernatural in our finances, marriage, life, and everything that we do? And I believe plain and simple is by being super at natural. Come on, someone say, yeah, that was cheesy. I know. <laughs> the moment that you are super at natural, you get supernatural. The, the basic formula is super plus natural. What, what do I mean by super? What do I mean by super? What I mean by super is how do you get supernatural? By being super at natural, by being responsible, by being diligent, by being disciplined and faithful to have the right attitude in your natural. How do you get supernatural? By having a right attitude in the natural. How do you become super? You have a great attitude. You have initiative. You have character. You have gratitude. You have vision over every natural thing that you are living today, over the things that are in your hands. All the natural, when you do super, that's when you get supernatural. That's when God does the impossible. It preaches good. It sounds good. But I want for you to get this today because natural is not easy. It's not easy to be super at natural. It's not easy to be super at the job where you're at with the co-workers that you hate. Oh, can I be honest? Hate is a strong word. I know, but some of you do hate the people around you, you know. There's the natural. The natural doesn't bring out of you the super. The natural brings the opposite. The natural brings the bad attitude, the bad temper, the, oh, again, another day again this person again my parents again my kids the natural brings the opposite that's why whenever you do super at natural you will get supernatural reactions the natural is the arguments in your marriage the natural is those dysfunctions that you have in your life the natural, it is the work, it is the core, it is the finances, it is the struggle, it is the storms. But can I encourage you today that you can bring super into those areas and you will see God doing the impossible possible. 
What if I told you today that everything, everything that you need, you have? That everything that you need to succeed in life, you already have. And I know you have bought into the idea of the opposite. I know that you have convinced yourself that you don't have everything that you need. Some of you are like, look at my bank account right now. I don't have everything that I need. God has placed in your hands everything that you need to succeed. You just have to be super at it. You have to be responsible, faithful, diligent, and you will see God doing the impossible. You know, there's a famous story uh, in the Bible that we're going to be looking today about someone that was overlooked, someone that he was uh, an underdog. And because of his super, because of his attitude, because of his responsibility, because of his stewardship over what he had in his hands, God did the impossible. So for a couple of minutes, I want to talk to you about the story about a young man named David. David had seven siblings. His dad's name was Jesse. And one day, God tells Samuel, a prophet, a man of God, hey, you are going to anoint the next king of Israel. At that point, the king of Israel, his name was Saul. And to continue the illustration, Saul pretty much wasn't super at his natural. Saul wasn't diligent, responsible, a good steward over the position that God had entrusted him with. So what God did is what it was that he removed the position out of Saul. So God calls Samuel to anoint the next king of, of, of Israel. And, and God tells Samuel, you're going to go into the house of Jesse and one of his sons is going to be anointed as king. So Samuel goes to, to, to their house, and the whole family is there except David. Now, I want, I want you to think about this for a second, right? This is an important meeting, right? The, the prophet, the men of God that had a word from the Lord was coming into your house, and this was a big deal in those days. So obviously, when they heard, hey, the prophet is going into your house, I am pretty sure that they did what you and I would do. And we started like putting stuff under the couch, you know, like cleaning the house, getting everything ready and situated so that, you know, like, man, someone important is coming to the house. We're having a visitor, like something's going to happen and everyone's ready. Everyone's excited. Everyone's like, what's going to happen? What is he going to say? And, and in that moment, everyone's there. The whole family's there. And out of everyone, they tell, hey, David, you, the youngest, go into the field and go to pastor. Imagine the heartbreak of that. The expectation of everyone that was, like, it was a big deal. And they tell David, they single him out out of the whole family. And they say, everyone but you. Everyone but you. And I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Everyone but you. And the scripture doesn't necessarily tell us, tells us this, but I would love to imagine that what God saw in David was his heart. 
He didn't see that he was the youngest. He didn't see all of his incapabilities. He saw his heart, his supernatural heart. What I would love to imagine is that in that moment, David goes into the field and he is heartbroken. But I just wonder, I just think, I just imagine that David went, you know what? Maybe God doesn't have something for me over there. But here in the fields, here with the sheep, God must have something for me here. I wonder if David in his natural, he, he got some super and said, thank you, God, that I get to pastor these sheep. Thank you, God, that I get to do this dirty work for my parents. Thank you, God, that no one wants to do what I do, but I do it anyways. I just, I just believe that God saw David's heart, and his heart was supernatural because he took the simple task of being a shepherd really well, with responsibility, with discipline. He was super at pastoring sheep to the point that David fought lions and bears. I don't care what you give me. I'm not fighting no bears or lions over anything. Like this tells you, David had ownership over this natural thing. David had this, this spirit of ownership and he protected this and he was responsible and faithful over the natural. Can I ask you today, what is in your hands today? Not, not what's in your hands tomorrow or in the next 10 years. What's in your hands today? And whatever is in your hands today, can I challenge you to be super at that? So some here, you need to take ownership of what's in your hands and be super at your marriage. You need to speak life into your marriage. You need to speak hope and affirmations. You need to grow into your intimacy and not only sexual, but also the emotional component of intimacy. Can I challenge married people? You need to be super at your marriage in this season. I know you're longing for some other things, but God is giving you the ability to be super at your natural today in your parenting. What do you have in your hands that God is challenging you to be super at with your children, in your singleness, in your school, in your health? Come on, some of us, we need to take ownership over our health, over our physical health, mental health, spiritual health come on can 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 we ask God God bring the super out of me in my everyday circumstances can we be super at spiritual can we be faithful and responsible and diligent discipline over our spiritual if we want to see supernatural we have to live super can I encourage you to not only make out of church a religious experience? Can I encourage you to not make out of church a Sunday thing? God is looking for a relationship with you. A relationship with you. Can you be super at the relationship that matters the most and that is God's? Can I encourage you to be super at church? Maybe for some is to go to connect groups, to start volunteering. Come on, it's time for you to take some steps and be super at natural.
in your finances? Can you be super at your finances? I know we want supernatural finances. Come on, I know you. You drive through that Powerball sign, you know, 999 million, and you're like, God in Jesus' name. You pray. Come on, you say you don't pray until you buy a Powerball ticket, okay? You're, you're praying like, dear Lord, I am faithful. I'm a good person, right? You long for the supernatural. You long for God to supernaturally bless you and not have nowhere in the sky or in the floor of five million check or like, you know, Mr. B shouting you out somewhere. Like, come on, we long for supernatural in our finances. But if you want supernatural in your finances, you have to be super at them. It's called a budget. You're like walking out, right? <laughs> You want the supernatural, but you don't have a budget. You don't have self-control. Everything is a need. Those shoes are a need. The eyelashes are, are, are needs. The everything, everything is a need. That trip is a need. Everything becomes a need. Have no self-control, but you want supernatural. And God is saying you need to be super at it. You need to learn to budget. You need to learn to save. You need to learn to live out of debt. It is a biblical principle. It is a biblical principle. God wants for you to have supernatural, but it has to start being super at natural. Giving God your 10% is part of being Super. This is not a finance thing, but, but, but I think it's the best illustration because we long for the supernatural, but we don't want to put the work at super. You see someone with a six pack and you're like, God, I received that next year as my year. And you eat that burger confidently, right? We want the best. You see someone like living their best life and you're like, I want that. But do you want to put the work behind it of being disciplined and consistent? We want being, we want the supernatural without being super at natural. What, what if God is just waiting for your super? What if God is just, he's just waiting for your super and your natural to release everything that he has for you? God has blessings for you. God has promised those to you. He wants supernatural, but he wants to see in you the stewardship, the character, the responsibility, so that whenever that super comes, it doesn't break you. I believe that God saw in David stewardship, ownership. He saw his heart. You know, Samuel is in this house and he, he gets to this house and he sees everyone and he sees the oldest son, which by, by culture, he was meant to be the one that would take that promise, right? But Samuel got there and he was like, yeah, Shirley's the oldest one and he's tall and handsome as well. So he should be the king. And God was like, nope, not him. The next one, it wasn't him until he went down with seven people. And at the very end, Samuel's like, do you have any other kids? And, and, and they said, yeah, he's in the fields. Bring them, bring him. 
And in that moment, you know, David comes and Samuel anoints David as king. And everyone is like, what? This makes no sense. David? The youngest one? He's 15 years old? Like, really, God? This, like, this guy. But I believe that God sees the heart, not the outward. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, God told Samuel, looks aren't everything. That's your finance scripture, okay? Looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks and stature. I already eliminated him talking about Saul. God judges persons differently than humans do. Men and women, they look at the face. They look at the outward. God looks into the heart. God is impressed by your obedience. God is impressed by your gratitude, by responsibility, by, by your stewardship. So God confirms and he anoints David as king. And this is a significant moment. You're talking about the next king of Israel. And you know what David goes back to do the next day? David goes back to shepherd sheep the next day. The next king of Israel anointed in front of everyone. This symbolic gesture of, of, of the next king. And the next day, David goes back to the sheep. David doesn't become a king until 15 years later. 15 years being super at natural, 15 years serving his father's house, 15 years being faithful, responsible, disciplined, 15 years doing the mundane, 15 years. I believe God has supernatural for you. I believe he has big dreams and a big vision and beautiful plans. And the Bible's full of these promises for your life. And the reality is in the day and age that we're living today, we're fascinated by instant, by now. Could it be? Could it be? Could I encourage you today that maybe it will take 15 years for you to see your supernatural? Would you be okay if, if God tells you, I am going to do the supernatural if you're super 15 years? Because God is looking at our heart. Could you be super in your marriage even if you don't see the outcome that you are longing for? Can you be super at your work even if you don't see what your physical eyes want to see? Could you have the right attitude at school, even if you hate everything about it? Could you be faithful and obedient in your finances, even though things don't make sense? Could you trust God with your life? He looks at the heart. Don't buy into the trap of comparing your life to others and comparing the greatness of others. God made you in a unique way with a supernatural story, a masterpiece of a story. It just takes the day in and day out responsibility. 
It is in the process that God develops your character, that God develops your humility, that God develops the strength that you need for the supernatural that he has for you. There's beauty in the waiting. The 15 years of David were not wasted. God developed some things that were on the inside of you the same way God has developed so much in you in those seasons of waiting. As we close today, I'm going to ask the way if you can come as we start closing. I'm going to read to you as we close Psalms 40. And it reads, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. In the process of the waiting, in the process of being super at natural, can you wait patiently? Now, waiting patiently is not like you and I wait. We know the opposite of waiting patiently. When is it going to be? It's going to be today. Like, where's my, where's my coffee? Like, I ordered the coffee. I saw that person getting their coffee right before me. And we call that waiting. But God is saying, wait patiently on the Lord. Wait patiently. Wait diligently. Wait with trust. Waiting patiently on the Lord is God. My life, my story, everything's in your hands. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be super in my waiting. I'm going to be super at my natural. And I just trust you. I wait patiently for you to help me. I wait patiently for you. It is in the patiently waiting that God is doing something behind the scenes. God is doing something behind the scenes as you wait for God to move. He, he's developing things in you. He's removing things out of you. He's making ways where there seems to be no way. Waiting patiently on the Lord. He is moving. He's working in your behalf. And that waiting patiently for the Lord. You need to be super at bringing your cry to Him. Because that's when He turns. That's when He turns. So can I ask you, what is your cry today? What is your prayer today? What is the longing of your heart? What is the desire of your heart? What is it that you are waiting for? And can I encourage you practically, practically today before you go to bed, can you out loud cry out to Him? God, I cry out to you for clarity. I cry out to you for my finances. I cry out to you for my health. I cry out to you for my family member. God wants to hear your cry in order for him to turn. Well, I tried that already. I tried crying out to him and he didn't respond. Can you bring the super in it? Can you do it consistently? Can you bring your cry to Him daily? Can you not get tired of saying, God, I am the one who longs for you, who needs you. I need your intervention, not man's intervention. I need you to move. God, can you do this thing? Can you bring your cry out to God? And we believe 
that as we patiently wait, he will turn and hear your cry. He will hear your cry. Just bring your cry to him. Can you stand with me as we close in prayer? God, you know the desires of our heart. You know the longings of our heart. You know the pain that we're going through, the circumstances that we are facing. You know the trials, the winds, the storms. You know the anxiety, the stress. You know the fears of tomorrow. You know, God, how much we are carrying on our shoulders. You know the fights. You know the arguments. You know it all, God. You know the pain. You know the depths of my soul. You know the fears and the insecurities, Lord. God, today I pray that you would hear our cry. Would you turn your ear from heaven and hear our cry? Would you move, Lord? Holy Spirit, would you move in this place? Would you move in our brokenness? The word says that he is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to you today. Holy Spirit, bring comfort where there needs to be comfort. Bring hope in the hopeless areas. Bring courage back to the discouragement, Lord. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would Open up our eyes to see the supernatural abilities that you have given to us. You're all around us. You have given us the ability to overcome. If today you're here and you've never given your life to follow Jesus. Today is that day for you. Maybe you've backed away from faith Today might be the first time that you're saying yes to Him. If that's you today, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus died for you and He came back to life, that you are saved. So if that's you today, can you just say out loud, Jesus, I give you my life. I will follow you. Have your way in my life. Today, you're my Lord and you're my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. God, I bless every single person in this room watching online, God. We pray that you would give courage, you would give boldness. God, I pray that you would reignite the ability to dream again. God, give us big dreams. Give us big faith. Give us big vision for every area of our lives and give us the grace to be diligent, to be good stewards over everything that you've placed in our hands. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Family, thank you all so much for joining us today. I pray that this week would be a supernatural week. Can you challenge yourself and just see God move? Hey, next week, we're continuing this series. It's going to be a good one. Have a lot of incredible things happening. So make sure to uh, follow up on social media for all of those things. But with that said, love you all so much. Have a great rest of your Sunday. If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe, like, and share. It helps more than you know. Also, 
If you'd like to be a part of the Somos Church giving family, you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing day.